Well, glory. Let me just make a couple of announcements. Then I'm uh, going to share somebody's going to testimony that they asked to share. And, um, Jim and Kathy Martin will be here in February, at the end of February. So we're looking forward to them being here. And also, this coming Saturday at 11 a.m., the family has asked, the Gonzalez family, that used to come here years ago, and we appreciated that. And uh, Augustine passed away, and also Martha, his daughter. So uh, we're going to have a memorial for both of them. They've asked, the family has asked for me to do a memorial here. If you would please come, as many of you that knew them, and just kind of participate. That would help, it would really help, and uh, would minister to them. Um, praise the Lord. My good buddy Kevin said he had, he, he shared, he said, I've got a quick testimony I want to share. He said something that goes along with what you've been teaching and ministering. I said, okay, all right. So Kevin, come and share for a couple minutes. Would you welcome Kevin? All right. Um, <clears throat> my name is Kevin, and I'm, I do woodworking for a living, and I have a big shop in, back in Naples, and that's where I do my devotions and things. And the Lord has had me in the Gospels for the longest time now and then a couple Sundays ago pastor reminded us that those are the power Gospels and I'm saying all that to say this one Saturday uh, the Saturday right after Thanksgiving I was in my shop working it was about quarter after four I said well that's enough and so I started to head home and I get a text message from my daughter Jennifer that her baby uh, Blake we call her B um, she was with her at the hospital so I immediately called her to find out what was going on and she told me that B had gotten up that morning and uh, went out sat on daddy's lap drank about a half a glass of orange juice and went back to sleep so they laid her down and, and uh, about 11 o'clock she still hadn't woken up so my daughter got her and took her over um, they have a little satellite hospital there and they started running tests and, you know, pulling blood and putting IVs in. She never woke up. Mm. So um, my daughter got real nervous, and so she was telling me all this. So um, when I got to the house, I asked Denise, I said, you know, have you heard from Jennifer? She said no, and I told her what was going on. I said, I really think we need to pack a bag. I think we need to head that way. So that's what we did, and we no sooner got on the road and, Jennifer called again and said that they are going to take her to the children's hospital in Orlando. And the entire trip going up there, she never woke up, nothing, didn't move anything. So we get the children, um, they got there. So when we got to my daughter's house, I dropped my wife off to watch the other two girls. And I got my son-in-law and away we went because he needed to be with his baby. So we get up there and she still... The, the whole trip, everything, had never woken up. So we got there, and I knew that the, there's a very slim chance that I could go in, but I got Daddy in there. So I was down in the lobby, and <clears throat> I don't know if you've ever been to a children's hospital, but there's a different aura about that place. It's very serious. And um, I was just sitting there just praising the Lord for allowing me to be there. And uh, then my daughter came down, and she was just so distraught. And so uh, I told her, I said, well, you know, B has had strep throat 
you know, two weeks ago, and if you're not careful, sometimes that can go into mono, and one of the symptoms with mono is you just sleep. So it may be nothing more than that, you know, just trying to get her calmed down. So she, we sit there and talk for a little bit longer, and she wanted to go back up. Well, then I just started praying over all the people in the hospital. It's just, it's amazing, the doctors and their, how serious everybody is there. So then I went on down the road and got a hotel room, but I asked my daughter to send me a, uh, a photograph of B, and she did, and there she was in the bed with all the tubes and everything hanging out of her, and when I got to the hotel room, I just started praying as you've taught us to pray, and didn't bring a grocery list or anything, I just prayed over that, and then a, a sweet spirit came over, and I, I, got my, I went to sleep, got up the next morning, and went and had breakfast, and got to the hospital about eight it's finally about nine o'clock they let me in and as I'm going into the room I could just feel a presence with me and when I went in I bent you know this baby had been asleep for 26 hours had not moved I bent down I kissed her I said hey B Papa's here instantly I mean instantly she sprung up she looked around, she said, hi, Papa. Praise and, God. Uh, Praise God. She, she had some pediatric care and, and went potty, and, and everything else was just great. And uh, my daughter is sitting there just totally blown away, just shocked. And I'm like, honey, you just have to have faith. That's right. That's all that takes is just some faith. Yes. So I, I was there for about another hour and a half. I decided I would head home. And I no sooner got to the house, and I got a text message that, they're going to release her. The doctors still hadn't figured out what was wrong with her. Praise God. And so um, I got that text message, and about a half an hour later, she said the first hospital called with the results and that the baby had had COVID, and that's the reason for the sleep. But, but there was no symptoms. She was fine. It's like nothing had ever happened. So, Praise God. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, we, amen. We received a prophecy recently that the Lord gave us here that 2022 was going to be a year of possession, meaning we were going in, in that certain sense of the word, possessing parts of the promised land, spiritually speaking, that the world had not seen before. Feel his love, his compassion. I feel it for the world. I feel it for people who've not seen a representation of God in the earth in 2,000 years. Since now I'm not saying that there's not good churches and good people and good Christians and people that love the Lord and are called and Hey, I'm for anybody and for any church that'll get somebody born again. The only problem is, is that what usually then transpires past born again from the pulpit is that there's no true teaching of the gospel. If they did know enough to get them inside the door of salvation, then they couldn't get them past a place where they became salt, <clears throat> excuse me, or light in the earth. 
Jesus said, salt is good, but if salt has lost its savor, savor, wherewith shall it be salted? In other words, you're the salt of the earth. You're the salt and you're the light. But what has the earth seen? What has the world seen in the church at large? I'm looking in the camera and saying, what have they seen? Many of you have come out of, many of you that are watching have come out of places. A lot of times people will write me. So I don't have a church in my, I got plenty of churches, but I don't have a church in my particular location that teach what you teach. The years ago, I'd tell them, well, you need to be in church someplace. But church doesn't save you. It doesn't save you. And besides for that, you can go to a church and get more wrecked if what they're teaching is not this. If they're teaching traditions and doctrines of men. So I tell them, not because I'm trying to gravitate a bunch of people to myself, but I tell them, no, just as well to stay home and this be your church rather than go someplace just out of like, you know, that's what mom and daddy taught me. Well, that's good if you can find a place that'll teach you right. But the problem is the church has been, just the church at large now I'm talking, has been a phantom, just a phantom, just a ghostly shadow of what Christ left in the earth. Because the earth, the world at large, they don't really see us. And I say see us, I'm talking about again, putting everybody in a big hat. They don't really see the church at large any different than they see any other kind of religion, Buddhism, Islam, any kind of... Why? Because there's no separation, there's no difference. They sleep around. The church sleeps around. They throw a big drunk on Saturday night. The church throws a big drunk. They cheat. The world cheats. The church cheats. The reason why they haven't seen that difference is not because it wasn't there when they were born again. But somebody taught them that there was no need they could just live the life they lived before without separation. And I'm not talking about a legalism where it's like you can't live life, it's do's and don'ts. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about just an inward following what was truth and righteousness such so that the, the earth had said, you know what, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I like what they're telling me, but they sure are different. They're not doing what we're doing. So there's no, been no separation. So as a no separation, then there's no respect. Now I'm not talking about somebody needs to come and respect you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. You know, that kind of. But no respect as in that the church could give something back. Like they've got something. Not only are they, they you know, they won't, go, they won't go party with me and get drunk, but, but they're different. But also there's a power coming from them. That when they pray, they get results. That's salt and light. We should get results. 
Does he love us more than them, the world? No, no, no. He loves us all the same. He loves us all the same. The only thing is, he provided a supernatural. Once you got born again, then everything on the inside of you changed. Your want to's changed. It wasn't that you had to discipline yourself about, I know, I, you know, I was messing around, I was doing that before, looking at stuff I shouldn't be looking at, doing all. You didn't have to, if, once you got born again, you didn't have to say, oh, I got to, I got to, I got to go through a checklist now of all the things I can't do. No, there was just something on the inside that fell off and said, no, that's, I don't even have an appetite for that anymore. And then living that kind of life, then the world looked and said, you know what? Dad gone it, I don't like it that he, he or she won't go party anymore with me, but at least they're sincere. They're different. The church lost that, but then it lost the power thereof. Well, we're on a trek to regain all that. We're on a, we're on a beeline trek. To regain all that how do you do that fasting <laughs> praying seeking him in prayer and teaching teaching like kevin that you can stand for you don't have it's it's more than just a hope so it's it's more than just a hope so you can make deliberate affirmations in the based on the word of god and say no wait a minute wait a minute I know everybody else. The world doesn't have a covenant. Will God hear a sinner? Yeah, he loves everybody. But here's the thing, when your grandbaby, when your grandson or your granddaughter or your son or your daughter, you have a place inside of him where you can stand up and say, okay, Lord, I'm saying to that cancer, you can go ahead and do what you need to do medically. That's okay. We're not a bunch of Neanderthal Christians out there that say, no, no, it's either Christ or no, you can't have medicine. No, he'll work through that as well. But you can stand up and say, Isaiah 53, 5 says that he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities and by his stripes I am healed. We can make a difference. We can make a difference. So the earth hasn't seen a bunch like us and where we're going and what we're asking God for. We've had three notable miracles. No four now. Just at the beginning of this year. Jacoby Ellie was up here Wednesday night, and I'm sorry to say we had some kind of deal Wednesday night. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Something with the streaming. We're supposed to get, I mean, Wednesday night we had a one mega, less than one, I don't know even what those are, megabytes or whatever. We had less than one. We're, you know, we got quality commercial grade we're supposed to and it was less than one this morning it was like 26 27 which is that's off that's and that's the upload but anyway 
that's neither here nor there. We don't care about that. All we know is that something happened Wednesday night. Her testimony didn't get out there. She'll share it again. Because I like to have the person. But she came up here on a Thursday night or a Wednesday night. And this is just before Christmas. or I hadn't, We hadn't seen her, Carl, for a while. And her father was, uh, I'd met him, you know, he came. And uh, before, nice guy, loves the Lord. And he was just going in for a, a neck operation. He had some disc or something that needed to be helped. And she came up and said, will you pray for my father? And I said, sure, we all prayed. That was on a Wednesday. Then the next morning, I'm out on in front of my house uh, having coffee or something. Candy comes out. Jacoby's on the phone. So he's in Texas, and they're having this operation. And she says, Pastor, we need to pray. She said, my dad's on the operating table, and his heart has stopped. Well, he didn't have any heart problems. That wasn't like he didn't have a pacemaker, heart problems, or whatever. So my dad's heart has stopped. We need to pray. I said, okay, let's pray. So we prayed, and we commanded, we commanded in the name of Jesus. that he come back to life, his heart starts again. And that he's okay. Well, she hangs up because she's got somebody that she's talking back and forth with there. So she's got to tell it in her words. But in a little bit, then she calls back a little bit for me, but not so much for them. She said Wednesday night, she said he was actually, they said that he had died and was gone for 40 minutes. For 40 minutes. That's a long time. I can feel this thing I can feel this thing beginning I really can what thing this thing called revival this thing called outpouring you better put your name on your seat or maybe take it home with you because <laughs> the days are numbered when you won't have you'll get here and you say well, there was plenty of seats there last week and you'll get in like, wait a minute having a rock concert in there no people will be streaming in here and getting healed of every disease possible so he came back and then after he came back then they said uh, brain damage probably being gone that long and I called him two or three times and I said look you speak the word you don't get off the word. You keep claiming the promises and you speak directly to him. They sent me a photo. My God, looked like a space man. He had all that stuff in his throat. It's, you know, just, they had all that stuff everywhere. So I said, you speak the word. And then certain members of the family were trying to figure out, did uh, this happen, this happened, the anesthesiologist, you know, and I said, look, don't get involved in that stuff. Don't worry about, don't, don't try to find fault finding. You're the ones, you're the salt and light. He'll either die or live or come back based on your authority. Even if you've got a nominal Christian, nominal, like they, they, they're going to heaven, but they're just not really strong. 
It's not their authority that God will lean on. It's your authority. So you may be the only one in the room. You maybe have 50 uh, relatives in there and all of them Christians or claim to be Christians. But if you know him in his word, you can stand on that authority. I said, you speak the word. And she had a dream and the Lord said, speak the word. Or maybe it was the other way. Maybe she had the dream and then I told her, you speak it. Well, he came back and then members of his family had gotten there and sad to say <laughs> they were already dividing the inheritance <laughs> part of that the only problem was he was not only dead there wasn't anything wrong with his brain either <laughs> he woke up he knew everybody knew everything and uh, 100% Hallelujah. Fully come back. I think that's pretty notable. <laughs> and Damien's mom, we prayed for her. Right about that same time, then she was in a horrific, she lives up in Tallahassee area. And I was walking back across the yard. presence in here it's really good <laughs> so I was walking back across the yard of the church and then they called Amber called and said that this lady her name's Tony we love her young lady it's been a horrific car accident she wasn't expected to live they're airlifting her on life support they said compound fractures in her legs ribs broken internal bleeding liver laceration internal bleeding they usually don't come out of it or she had a big gash on her head Swelling of the brain usually in those kinds of things if they do survive the internal bleeding usually will get them Amber said dad you better do what you do <laughs> So I fell on my face that's what I do but what do you do for a living I go into God And you go in because we're we're training you here to do that. Say, so I want to be a preacher. No, stay where you're at. We need you out in the world. Your job in him is no more less, or it's no less important than mine. I'm not a mucky muck. I'm not some. He'll do it for you just like he does, does it for me. He wants you out there as a businessman, a businesswoman. A mother, a housewife, a grandmother. He wants you being able, when they come to you, you can say, okay. Crisis will be all around you, and you'll say, okay, I know how to pray and get results. And they'll say, man, what are you? Do you got some kind of ordination? No, no. 
just he wants you out there in the workplace that's how it was in the book of acts if you read the book of acts the book of acts is acts not of the apostles but acts of all the people the the common joe the common mary was getting god was coming on their prayers jesus said to the church if you lay hands on the sick they will recover he didn't say that to preachers that was to everybody you pray speak the word well within about an hour amber called me back and said they're taking her into surgery but it looks like she's going to live and there's no brain damage well she's she come out of that they went and visited her the other day she's going to have a full recovery full recovery they've been trying to save her right foot it almost got severed but they're going to be able to do that they're going to be able to do that as well so that's a notable miracle because usually they die usually they die the young man that stopped by the house a couple weeks ago Jacob Gallegos Gallegos yeah. close he keeps texting me Text me again last night. Thank you, Pastor Bronk. Thank you. I said, I'll tell the people. His brother and his younger brother, there's like six of them, six of them boys. You know, they're real handsome. They always come here when they were growing up. Christmas Eve, they were in a terrible uh, four-wheeler. They were just playing, I guess. You know how boys do. The, the, the young one was 12. The other one's, I don't know how old. Now Jacob Jr., he's grown now, and he introduced me to his wife. I got to meet his wife, beautiful lady, and they've got a little five-month-old girl. But he said, I, the Lord told me to come by here because my brother, the two of them, they crashed, rolled this four-wheeler, and uh, the one is in bad shape, but the other one is in really internal bleeding they airlifted him to Tampa they couldn't they couldn't get you know everything done here they think his liver has been torn or cut or just please pray and uh, I took his hand right there in the garage where I was standing and we prayed and I felt the presence of God go and be released. And then within hours he called me back or texted me back and said, uh, he's going to be all right or you know, they've been able to stop the bleeding. Praise God. So there's another one right there. And I don't like it that people are having tragedies and those kinds of things but I do like it. I love, love it that Christ is coming as a result of all of our prayers. Hallelujah. So I'm asking you and those of you at large, those of you that are watching and everyone in here, understand this. That we've been given a great commission. What's your commission? 
to go into the world and witness Christ. But not just like your formal knock on the door or pass out a track or witness Christ with your life. Nobody likes to be drug in. I don't drag people in. You can't make somebody a wife, can't make a husband, a husband can't make a wife, a mama can't. I've had mamas bring kids up here, boys and grown men. Pray for him. He wants to be saved, and I'm looking at him. <laughs> he wants to go get drunk. <laughs> you just need to leave him alone until he's ready. That fish is too green to pull in the boat. But when they watch us, Don't try to throw your, enforce your faith on somebody. Let them watch your life and say, my God, even in trouble, you're different. I mean, even when you're going through hell, there's peace in your life. There's something about you. What is it? Well, <laughs> Arnold was testifying to a lady, and I'm going to have all this exactly straight. She was t he was testifying to a lady at a handy or someplace the other day. You know, when you're, he, he, when you're in construction, you've you got to go because you've got to be there early. And I think he works for a, a concrete company or something, yeah. And so he's got to be there dispatching or whatever he does, filling up those concrete trucks or whatever. So he's testifying to this lady. She's really into it. She's listening. Well, then the guy that's standing beside him, but he knows not to take up too much time. You've got to get going. They've got to get going. Everybody. But the guy follows him outside and says, you know what you're telling her? I'd like to do that. <laughs> like to do what? That accept Christ. So he prayed with him right there. But what we're going to do is we're going to take people past just getting them born again and then turning them out as orphans because then they don't know they don't know but you'll be able to take them to a place and it's real important listen it's real important that once you once you get them born again that you begin to disciple them and i said to amber the other day i said no okay Tony's not out of the hospital yet, but we've got to have a plan. We've got to have a plan to start giving her the word, discipleship, understanding. Pray for me. I'm trying to write some curriculum, not, not religious jargon where people look at it and say, my God, what is this preacher trying to say? Just plain street talk where people say, okay, this is how you do it. This is how once you're born again, you do this, and then you do this, and you do this. And one of the first things we want to get them is filled with the Holy Spirit. And most of the world has looked at that, and, and even church, they, they've looked at it and said, what? what is that? Because it's been so misrepresented. When you did know somebody in your family that said they spoke in tongues or they were filled with the Spirit, that there was a weirdness about them and they're like I don't know what they got but I don't want that <laughs> and I didn't either but it's real 
And it's an empowerment. It's not just so you can say, well, I'm being more spiritual than somebody else. But, but Jesus said, you'll receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So you can make it to heaven. Just absolutely make it to heaven by just saying, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. And then follow him. Too many people have said that prayer and then thought that that was a catch-all. It wasn't a catch-all. You had to follow him. And it didn't mean that you wouldn't at times go back to the blood. You did something. Cussed the cat out. The dog. you didn't live the normal continuous life of sin that you once did but on top of that the Holy Spirit would come and baptize people with power so that they could pray like Kevin did and as soon as he addresses his granddaughter she wakes up it's awesome praise God we worship you Yes, Lord. There's a, had a lot of scripture to go to. I really did. We had three parables to look at. But I've got worried anymore. I just follow him. Could you come? Because I want to pray right now. I want to pray through the camera and I want to pray for everyone in here. Jesus. Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. Father, we don't know anything ourselves. We don't claim to know anything of ourselves. The only thing that we know that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever whosoever didn't matter what kind of life that I'd lived or what kind of things I'd done it was always your love standing there waiting for me so father right now Speak to their hearts, those that are watching, those that are here. The first and the greatest thing that we can do is to bring our life to you and say, Father, life begins at Christ. So right now I'm going to pray a prayer. If you're here this morning and you're, or you're watching somewhere, or you might be watching this three days from now, if you're not totally sure, I mean 100% sure. If I said, and you know, you've heard preachers say this. I'm not trying to be mockingbird. I'm just saying it serves a good example. That's why you, I'll say it right now. So I said to you, if you died going home or some kind of sickness or disease or something took you, which 
shouldn't happen. We don't want that to happen. If you left today, that was one thing that was really good when Amber ministered to that young lady. She said, would you, if you'd have died, would you have made heaven? She said, no, no, I, I know I wouldn't. That's an honest answer. It's honest. So if you're here or you're watching and you say, I, no, I, I, I wouldn't. Not if I died right this moment, I wouldn't. Or if you said, well, yeah, because uh, I'm a good guy or a good lady. That's it's not the right answer. I haven't... Uh, stole anything recently uh, I'm faithful to my wife uh, faithful to my husband I'm uh, that's good you should do those things that's real good I believe in God hey believing God's great but believing God that doesn't get you there Jesus said except a man be born again he shall not enter the kingdom what's born again born again is when the Holy Spirit comes into your into your spirit and changes who you are absolutely changes who you are completely you become a, the Bible says you actually become a new creation there's a new man on the inside did you know there's a person that looks just like you it's called spirit that's the part of you that goes to heaven when your body goes into the grave you don't look like a ghost you look just like yourself. That's where Christ comes, the Holy Ghost. So you say, I don't know, I, I, I'm a good person. That won't get you there. But faith that says, I'll repent. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. And you don't have to try to, my God, if we all tried to remember all the sins that we committed prior to Christ would never think of all of them you can't do that you just simply say Lord come into my life forgive me of all my sins and wash me so let's just do that right now it won't hurt us all of us if you're here this morning and you already know him and it's the vast majority I'm sure but there's those of you are watching and there's several groups that are watching where there's groups let's all pray this together would you say with me dear Heavenly Father, dear Heavenly Father I, thank you I thank you for Jesus Christ for, Jesus Christ, for, his, love for his love to come to this earth, to come to this earth and to die, and to die for, my sins, for my sins to be resurrected for my, salvation for my salvation and for the healing of my body. Dear Heavenly Father, come into my life. Fresh and new. Fresh and new. Forgive me, Forgive me of, all my sins of all my sins and wash me, and wash me in, the blood of Jesus. in the blood of Jesus. I call myself, I call myself a, Christian. a Christian. I'll follow you, Jesus. As you guide me and lead me, As you guide me and in the days ahead. In, the days ahead, in Jesus' name, in Jesus name. Amen. amen, hallelujah. Paul said if you will believe in your heart, it's not joining a church, it's not 
putting a bunch of money. That doesn't get you saved. It's not, well, I belong to such and such. I'm sorry. Church doesn't get you saved. It's trusting in Christ. And then I would encourage you, if you're not filled with the Spirit, seek that. Ask the Lord. But let's all stand together for just a moment. Those of you that are watching and those of you that are in here, I'm going to pray a prayer and release a prayer of healing over your bodies. This isn't magic. It isn't something that I have of myself. It comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. Many of you are suffering from a lot of different things that have been in there, chronic stuff, long-standing stuff. I believe the healing virtue of the Lord is going to flow. And through even the people that are watching this morning, wherever you're at in your homes. Father, I worship you. I bless you and praise you because of this salvation that we've been given. It's, it came with, a, the world would call it perks. The world would say it had tremendous benefits. And I know that the greatest miracle, I know, I know, Father, that it's salvation. It's when a man or woman submits their life to Christ, I understand that. But one of the great perks, one of the great benefits is that you also promised healing virtue and again we don't earn that like we don't earn salvation it's not because we've been good enough it's not because we've given a bunch to the church or we've done any good works or we've knocked on any doors or passed out any tracks or it's just a promise of your healing virtue So right now, right now, in the name of Jesus, I release the virtue of God. I release the healing virtue of the Lord. If you're in this house or wherever you're at, just say this, Father, Father I thank you that by his stripes, by his stripes I, am I am healed and I receive your healing, and I receive your healing into, my body. into my body in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I receive the miracle of God, I receive the miracle of God into, my body. into my body in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I release the power of God, I release the power of God. now just receive it right now Thank just you, just act like you're somebody's giving you a gift and you didn't have to pay for it. It's just hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Are they being able to see it? We worship you, Jesus. I just release it in the name of Jesus. I release it in the name of Jesus by the power of God and the virtue of the Lord. In Jesus' name, virtue, healing power.
Jesus. Jesus. I command depression and fear to go in the name of Jesus. Anxiety, panic attacks, fear, paranoia, depression of every kind in the name of Jesus. I release the power of God. And I call those that are present and those that are watching healed in the name of Jesus I just release power over addictions in the name of Jesus that everyone that believes that they receive this virtue and this power in the name of Jesus your grace your grace is sufficient right now in the name of Jesus addictions Go in the name of Jesus. The virtue of the Lord come into your life, your body, in the name of Jesus. Old standing things, things that have been there chronic for years, aches and pains, insomnia. Jesus, by your stripes, we are healed. Father, in this day and hour, I pray for marriages. That they'll come back. That they'll begin to love you. And as they love you, they'll begin to love each other. Like before. They never have. Like they never have before. The power of God to come upon our families. To our sons and our daughters that don't know Christ. That are running in the world. Lord, I just pray in Jesus' name. This is our inheritance to see our kids come into the kingdom. Our grandkids. Father, in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, you'll go and get them. That you'll begin to put your hand upon them, Lord. Not that they feel the condemnation of the world or the church, but they feel the loving kindness of God that begin to woo their hearts, petition their hearts, cause them to know that you love them and that you have a plan, a destiny, a purpose for their life. We love you, Jesus. Lord, for homes, the peace will come in it. Peace will come in it. For direction for people's lives in this 2022. In the name of Jesus, there will be a directive. Lord, whatever they're asking you for is in job changes or things of career changes or whatever. Answer those things according to your wisdom in their life. We speak your peace. We speak your peace. We speak your peace and your life over this congregation. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the precious Holy Spirit. In Jesus, we thank you for it is the Lord of the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Cancer has to go. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Would you lead us in one more song and then we'll be dismissed. And just Did you enjoy the day? Amen. To God be the glory. 
great things he has done. Why don't you turn to somebody as you're leaving today and tell them how glad you are to see them in the house of the Lord. We'll see many of you tonight. Amen.